The box at the top looks at the threat of new entrants. The box at the bottom looks at the threat of substitutes. I'm Richard Lindner, co-founder and president of Digital Marketer, and you're listening to my friend, Ash Roy, on ProductiveInsights.com. Welcome to the Productive Insights Podcast, where you can learn how to systemize, automate, and scale your business via the internet. To access previous episodes and useful productivity tips, go to www.ProductiveInsights.com. Now, here's your host, Ash Roy. Hello there, this is Ash Roy, the founder of ProductiveInsights.com, with a quick message for you. If you'd like to grow your business profitably and fast, head over to getmetodone.com where you can learn more about the Productive Insights membership program, which is designed to help you grow your business profitably and fast. We help you get clear on your target audience and create an irresistible offer around the specific problem that you solve for your audience. Once we've established an offer that's a good fit for your audience, We then help you to scale your business using marketing automation, which means you spend less time working and more time enjoying the fruits of your labor. If you'd like to learn more, head over to getmetodone.com right now and take that first step towards your business success and your time freedom. I hope you enjoy this episode and get a ton of value from it. I look forward to seeing you at getmetodone.com. Hey guys, thanks for tuning into the Productive Insights Podcast. It's great to have you here. Before we kick in, I'd like to share an iTunes review with you from Michaela from Australia. She says, love the detailed information and tips for productivity. Well, thank you very much, Michaela. Now, if you enjoy this podcast and you would like to leave a review and a five-star rating on iTunes, I would be extremely appreciative. Also, if you'd like to share this with your friends, that would be even better. Thanks for listening and let's kick into today's podcast, which is all about Porter's Five Forces and it helps you to look at your industry and your business in the context of five key forces that Michael Porter talked about. So let's jump in. So Porter's Five Forces is a cool little framework I learned when I did my MBA and it helps you to analyze your industry and see how your business fits into the bigger picture. It gives you a chance to look at your industry landscape, as it were. Now, this is a framework that was developed by Michael E. Porter from Harvard University, and he mainly developed this framework to assess whether or not a particular industry was worth entering. Now, while this framework was originally formed with the view of entering an industry, it is also quite good to reassess whether or not your business is going to continue to remain competitive and profitable in the current status quo. So this is why Porter's Five Forces is a really useful tool and it's definitely worth applying to your business if only to assess the key forces that are working in your industry and how you can make the best out of your situation. So let's talk about the framework in some detail. So the Porter's Five Forces effectively looks at an industry from five angles. The best way to think about it is think about five boxes on a page. The box at the top looks at the threat of new entrants. The box at the bottom looks at the threat of substitutes. The box in the middle looks at competitors. The box on the right looks at buyer power and the box on the left looks at supplier power. So what are each of these things? Let's start with the box on the top. The threat of new entrants looks at the risk of new competitors entering your industry. So for example, your industry might have high barriers to entry, 
which means it's difficult for new businesses to enter your industry. This might be because of high capital requirements. New entrants into your market that could become competitors might have to set up a factory before they can start competing with you to manufacture a product similar to yours. Or there might be regulatory requirements. For example, a doctor can't start a medical practice without having passed medical school and having gotten certain qualifications, or a lawyer can't start a legal practice without having passed the bar exams. So threat of new entrants is a big factor. Now let's look at the box on the bottom, the threat of substitutes. The threat of substitutes mainly looks at other products that could be used as substitutes for your product, either because the functionality of the product is similar or because the product is almost identical. So for example, Pepsi can be a substitute for Coke. In this case, the two products are almost identical. On the other hand, electricity can be a substitute for petrol or gas in your car. This is an example where the product isn't identical, but can still serve as a substitute. Now technology is changing industries very quickly, and substitutes are becoming more and more ubiquitous. And in some cases, the need for certain services or products are completely disappearing, which we'll talk about a bit later in this episode. Now let's go to the box on the right-hand side of the page, which is buyer power. When a buyer has many alternatives to your product, typically they have the power to drive prices down. This is when having a strong competitive advantage within your industry, where you offer something unique that your competitors can't match, is extremely beneficial. So if you're providing something that is very difficult to get elsewhere, that is when it becomes more difficult for your competitors to compete with you and for your buyers to make choices away from your products for other substitutes. Now, the box on the left is supplier power. If your supplier is providing you with very unique resources that you absolutely need for your product, then you are at the mercy of your supplier. So let's say if you're producing something with a very special kind of ingredient and you can only get it from one place, like a very rare pharmaceutical drug for which you need one specific molecule that you can only source from a specific supplier, then the supplier has a lot of power in your industry. So if your product is very dependent on that specific kind of input, then you are at the mercy of suppliers and might make that industry quite unattractive for you as a business. And the last box, the box in the middle, is intensity of competitive rivalry. Now, this is the most important box. The intensity of competitive rivalry is a major determinant in deciding whether or not you enter a particular industry. And once again, having a sustainable competitive advantage is absolutely critical when it comes to Porter's Five Forces. Now, let's look at Porter's Five Forces using an actual example of a company. Let's say we have a company that manufactures computer satchels and bags. So let's revisit each of these elements of Porter's Five Forces with this company in mind. So if you look at the threat of new entrants, the barriers to entry would be pretty high. If you assume that a competitive company would need to invest in a manufacturing plant if they wanted to enter into the market. That said, with technological changes, manufacturing has become a lot more agile. Things like 3D printing will have a big impact on several industries in the future and could have an impact on an industry that manufactures bags, for example. We'll look in more detail at technological impacts when we explore the PEST industry analysis framework. PEST stands for Political, Economic, Social and Technological aspects of an industry. But for now, let's assume that it's relatively difficult for new competitors to enter the industry where manufacturing of bags is concerned because they have to invest in a manufacturing plant to enter the industry. Next, let's look at threat of substitutes. There could be several substitutes to computer satchels. Briefcases, messenger bags would be a couple of examples. 
An interesting point to make here would be around cloud computing. As more and more information is accessible in the cloud, the need to carry computers around decreases. So while this isn't a substitute per se, it's a great example of how technology can disrupt and completely eliminate certain products or services from our lives or the need thereof. This is something that we really need to pay attention to. Technology is probably the biggest and most disruptive factor that we all should consider as business owners. Now let's look at biopower. Computer bags and satchels are a pretty commoditized product. There's a zillion manufacturers out there and there's even more buyers out there. So typically buyers are gonna have a whole lot of alternatives if they're not happy with one particular product from one particular company. And that's likely to drive the prices down. One good way to defend against people going to other competitors to buy products are things like loyalty programs or having something that really differentiates your product, which comes back to the point of a sustainable competitive advantage. So for this satchel manufacturing business, the buyer power would be quite high and they would be able to drive the prices down because of the availability of alternative products. Now let's look at supplier power. Let's say the company manufactures these bags in leather. Chances are they'll have quite a few alternatives when it comes to sourcing leather, so the supplier power wouldn't be too great and the situation wouldn't present them with too much of a business risk. It's not like in the example we talked about earlier where this company manufacturing a very particular kind of rare drug has to go to a particular supplier who manufactures this specific molecule which they can't get from anywhere else. So supplier power in this case wouldn't be too much of a threat to the industry. And last but not least, let's look at the intensity of competitive rivalry. We've already touched on this before, but the competitive rivalry is going to be really intense because the product is so commoditized. The best way for this business to defend against competitive rivalry is to have a sustainable competitive advantage, something that puts their own unique stamp on the product. It may be something like having fantastic customer service or maybe having a compelling story behind the brand like Tom's Shoes, or maybe having some kind of a cause that the company stands for, or maybe they hand make certain aspects of the bag like nobody else can. But once again, having a sustainable competitive advantage that differentiates you from the competition is absolutely vital. Now, I have talked about sustainable competitive advantage a few times in this episode, and that is because it is that important. So what are the key obstacles to implementing this framework in your business? Most of the clients I've worked with either aren't aware of this framework or in the cases where they were aware of the framework, they found it a bit too intimidating and overwhelming when it came to implementation. So a good way for you to overcome this obstacle is to grab a piece of paper and a pencil and map out this framework for your business right now. You can adapt the example that I've used for the computer satchel manufacturer and apply it to your business. Just the act of doing this will probably bring some valuable strategic insights that you can use to take your business to the next level. So the action steps are grab a piece of paper and a pen and draw five boxes on it. One box on the top, one box on the bottom, one box on the right and one box on the left and one box in the middle. In the middle box, put down the word competitors. In the top box, threat of new entrants. In the bottom box, threat of substitutes. On the left-hand side box, buyers. And the right-hand box, suppliers. The next step is to adapt the principles I've discussed in this podcast to your industry and to your business. Now, if you found this podcast useful, here are some other podcasts that you might find very useful as well. They're all related to taking your business to the next level. So episode number 30 with Taki Moore and Frameworks is really good. 
Episode number 48 with John Logar on how to increase your business's profitability is a great one. Episode number 22 with Ed O'Keefe called $50 million and counting. We talk about how he built a $50 million business. Episode number two with James Schramko on how to use recurring income to maximize profitability would be great. Episode number 11 with Dan Norris on startups is an excellent one. And episode number 43 with Robbie Kelman Baxter, who has consulted to companies like Netflix on membership models would be also really good for you to listen to. Now, we'll post links to these in the show notes, as I always do. So be sure to click on those links to go directly to those episodes if you want to listen to any one of them. Any questions, send me an email on ash at productiveinsights.com or book a consulting session with me on productiveinsights.com forward slash hire. That's productiveinsights.com forward slash H-I-R-E. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with your friends and leave us a five-star rating on iTunes. Your recommendation and referral is the ultimate compliment. This is Ash Roy, and you've been listening to the Productive Insights Podcast. Talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to the Productive Insights Podcast. You can find all the links in the show notes below this episode on ProductiveInsights.com. You can also ask questions in the comment section that Ash personally answers. How can Ash help you today? 